What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Thursday here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, and if it sounds like I'm a little bit more excited than usual, Tom, well, I don't know what you walked the sport for if this weekend doesn't have you jazzed up as a Cowboys fan. Of course, that's Tom Rowell. I'm Roy White. You're listening to uh, Riled Up on the Cowboys here on the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network, and you can follow him at Tom Rowell BTB. You can hit me up at Dub 3 You know how to do it, and of course, make sure you follow all the great content there at the blog and the boys.com and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, by the way, quick programming note, no Oak show today. Uh, our podcast will come out today and there will be no Oak show programming today, but RJ Oak show will be back at it tomorrow as he always is. So make sure you check out for that. Tom, I mean, what more needs to be said? It's Cowboys Eagles. Mm, almost the division lead on the line. Right, like almost yeah. lead on the line, but not quite. That takes a little bit of the sting out of it. But it, truth be told, right, this has as much juice as any Cowboys matchups has this season, and that includes a rematch last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. That includes a road tilt. Excuse me, a rematch uh, there with the San Francisco 49ers, A road tilt with the Philadelphia Eagles. A rematch with their former offensive coordinator. Coordinator. Nothing will compare to what will go down in terms of attention on Sunday night football this week. Yeah, it's, and it's because of where they sit. Suddenly, thanks to the 49ers delivering the same kind of smackdown to the Eagles that they delivered to the Cowboys, uh, we're on the, Dallas is only a game behind. Uh, now, if they win the game, then in the standings come Monday – Dallas will hold the lead for the NFC East. That's a bit of an illusion. So we need to explain real briefly for those that haven't heard. The problem is that if the Eagles win out, they hold the tiebreakers that will give them the division. Which in and this case, you... it's better record against common opponents, correct? Just to clarify. Yeah. And that's, that's, I believe, what it comes down to. And, uh, you know, if you look at what the Eagles have left to play, they've got the Seahawks, who can be feisty, but, you know, I don't know that they can uh, go into uh, or they can, uh, you know, beat the Eagles, even though it's at uh, the Seattle home stadium. They play Arizona. I don't think Arizona is going to sneak up on the Eagles the way the Cowboys let them do to them. And then they play both of their New York Giants games, uh, which, I mean, that ought to be a crime to hand uh, a team such an easy thing. Of course, back before the the season started, I don't think anyone knew that the Giants were going to be quite this pitiful. Uh, So, you know, the Cowboys still have 
the Lions, they have the Dolphins. Uh, that's two games they could easily lose. Um, the Bills could still be feisty, even though the Bills are having trouble. And then, you know, hopefully the Washington game is going to be truly meaningless so that they can protect their players anymore. And, you know, that's a little sub-note I just want to mention. The, the first injury report for the week came out yesterday, and basically they have nobody on it. They, uh, they have, uh, I believe it was Rico Dowdle is listed as limited because of an ankle. Everybody else has essentially got rest. They have no injuries to report this week because I'm sure that Dowdle will be able to go. How do you get there in December in the National Football League, especially when your bye was several weeks ago? It's uh, it's kind of remarkable if you think about it. So there ain't no excuses going into this game for Dallas. Well, this year in particular – this season in the National Football League has been a war of attrition. We've seen mm -hmm. a number. I mean, we've we've always seen quarterbacks go down a few, but to this degree, I'm not sure if we've had as many go down as we've seen in the past. To the point where, you know, we began the season looking at the AFC, thinking they were super top heavy in terms of quarterback play, and the NFC maybe not there, and now you might could argue the three best quarterbacks playing in the NFL right now are in the NFC. So that aspect alone of it, right, what the Cowboys will be up against there on Sunday night, I do think they're facing a formidable opposition. Jalen Hurts, I know he has not looked strong here recently. In fact, he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury issue, like it seems like, to a degree, he's been slowed from a massive running standpoint. I know they're still doing the tush-push, but I don't really even consider that to be a rushing play. It's a rugby play, which, by the way, I had no problem with. I know we've talked about that before, no issue with mm -hmm. that. Having said that, I think the difference for this particular matchup and where the Cowboys will be able to take advantage, you usually go to these matchups and you go, okay, great offense, great offense. Great defense, great defense. I don't necessarily know if we can say great defense about the Philadelphia Eagles, at least not with the way they've played. I feel like they have a great half of a defense. They have mm -hmm. a great front seven, really pass rushing unit, I suppose, not necessarily front seven because they're still trying to figure it out at linebacker. Uh, I guess we got to figure out now that Shaquille Leonard is not a good player, Tom, because he signed with the Eagles. And he signed with us. <laughs> We would have convinced ourselves that he was somehow the answer or a, a real piece. But now, because he signed with the Eagles, let's just hope he's like the other big-name signings they had, Julio Jones, who has like, oh, four catches for seven yards or something stupid like that. Um, yeah, funny how that works, isn't it? How yeah, it is funny how that works. is shaped. <laughs> yeah, Shaquille Leonard's not going to be their answer. But this is no. kind of where I feel, you know, going into this game, I feel extremely confident as a Cowboys fan, as a Dak Prescott backer, why should I not feel confident in backing Dak Prescott? But as a Cowboys fan, I feel really confident about this matchup, Tom. And you know, historically, right, as a Cowboys fan, if you feel confident about a matchup, like really confident, that's usually when trouble comes around. Yeah. How do you it, feel about 
facing this matchup? Because I, I mean, I'm not saying it's coming. I'm just saying that I feel really confident, and that always leads, I feel like, to nerves in the end. Yeah. Let me throw in something else to make you a little bit more nervous. Are you really that firmly convinced the Cowboys have a great defense after what Geno Smith and DK Metcalf did to them? On thank you for saying that. Yeah, thank you for saying that. You know what? Um, I'm going to text chain of a bunch of guys that are a lot of them Cowboys fans, and there is an ongoing ferocious debate about Dak Prescott and and what he has around him and how he should be taking this team to higher levels. And one of the key points they made for a long time, they made for earlier this season, even last season, was that the defense was winning a lot of these football games. And finally, I've been able to throw back to them like, hey, this defense, up to that game, by the way, Tom, in all three losses, the defense had given up at least 28 points mm-hmm. that the Cowboys had suffered. When they gave up 28 points to Seattle, they were losing that football game. Mm-hmm. And by all intents and purposes, based on their defensive performance, they probably should have lost it were it not for their borderline MVP caliber quarterback and Dak Prescott and his play and the fact that he led the offense – to score on every single drive that he had. Of course, the defense allowed them to score on every single I drive think, they had, so think, thank God they had. I think they had – didn't they have a failed fourth down conversion? I oh, think that uh, was – Fourth down conversion. The Cowboys did? Uh, yeah, I was thinking they yes. did, but I've slept right. a few times. Yeah. Which, right. But that was the only time. It was, it was one of those incredibly rare games where there were no punts. And I think the difference was, and here I will rise to the defense of the defense. They had some crucial fourth and one stops late in the game, fourth and one, fourth and short. Uh, you know, and, and they just kept denying uh, the Seahawks. Uh, that was that was when the defense made its contributions, uh, which was vitally necessary. But you can also argue that that Dak and the offense was, was what wound up winning this game. Um, and right now I, I have more confidence, even with Dallas Goddard coming back, I have more confidence in what the Cowboys put on the field offensively than what the Eagles put on. I'm just, you know, I'm worried again about it. It's a game of matchups, you know, yeah. some teams you match up with, some teams you just don't match up with. And the good news is Cowboys matched up pretty well. You know, the only close loss they had was, of course, in the, in, in Eagles part one, you know, the Cowboys lost by five points and had opportunities at the end. Uh, they just made a few too many mistakes. And I think that Dak has probably gotten better since then agreed so that's that's the good news but one of the things that i think you know this game is possibly meaningful you know anything could happen there is still a like a according to espn like a 20 percent chance the cowboys get a buy or Maybe that was a smaller percentage, but there is a chance they can get the buy. Um, they're considered a 99% plus t- 
to make the playoffs, which is hard to argue with nine wins of the way the NFC looks this year. Yet there's there's something else in this. It I think it is very important for the Cowboys if they want to have any success in the playoffs to win this game more than any other game. Um, Why? Why? Because first off, no matter how you slice it, the Eagles are a quality opponent. They need to go and show that they can put together a winning effort against a quality opponent. Seahawks, that's kind of iffy. You know, they wound up six and six after losing to the Cowboys. So, you know, people are still arguing, well, they're just a 500 team. So the Cowboys still have not won a team that will have a winning record at the end of the game. Or still haven't beaten it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I hate that caveat, but I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. And that's something people can say, and it'd be a truthful statement. Now, I am a bit concerned, as a Dak Prescott believer, that those who have held on for the longest time, that Dak can't win against a quality opponent, if he goes out and does it, they will perhaps move the goalposts and (laughs) extend another area Well. He's been a good team, but has he done it in the playoffs, Tom? Has he done it in the divisional round, Tom? And I fully expect that to happen, right? There's still going to be a crowd that will not give Dak Prescott his flowers. But if there is an opportunity to win this football game, is the pressure more on the Cowboys to win it or the Eagles? It's got to be on the Cowboys, right? For all the reasons you mentioned, mentally, uh, for their own psyche, I think, they need to kind of prove to themselves that they can beat a quality opponent. I mean, over the last two seasons, can we really say that they've beaten an out-and-out banger of a team? Like an out-and-out just great team? I you know, I can't say that they have. I, I and, can't either. And I'm not saying that to disparage them. All you can do is beat the teams that are in front of you, and for the most part, they wallop them. They Mm -hmm. beat them worse than a lot of the good teams do when they play Mm -hmm. these bad teams, worse than a lot of the good quarterbacks do. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, right, there is that cloud hanging above this locker room, hanging above above this franchise, hanging above this quarterback that still needs to be, you know, gusted away. I agree with you. Uh, they need to, to to clear some of that up. There's still some pressure on the Eagles, though, kind of in the same area, because where the Cowboys have been racking up all these wins with forty plus points, and you know, winning by two, three touchdowns, uh, the Eagles have been winning a lot of one score games, and not only is Winning one-score games generally not something that holds up through the entire course of a season. Eventually, that kind of regression to the mean happens. Um, they've been lucky. Yeah, I'm sorry. They just get some lucky breaks 
in in some games. Not all of them, but there have been a few games where there's been an, an odd call or a funny bounce of the ball, and the Eagles have just benefited. Uh, now, all good football teams benefit from games like that, I think. It's just the nature of, of the, the oddly shaped ball they use and some of the other things. Uh, it's just they seem to have had more than their fair share. So the Eagles are coming in trying to prove that they can keep winning, that they're not just a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Uh, and there's a lot of people who've made that outright accusation. You know, they, you know, they, they, they had, were played close by New England, Washington twice. Uh, you know, now they, you know, they had some quality opponents in like Kansas city and Buffalo that they just beat by, you know, three or four points. That's, a quality win, but both of those games, yeah, they kind of that was those were games they kind of got lucky, and the other team kind of stumbled at the end. Uh, and you know, there's both both Kansas City and Buffalo have had some stumbles besides Philadelphia too. So it just you know you just you just keep going on. Is this you know both of the teams? have something to prove and one of them is likely to prove it you know i i just uh, one thing that i would hate almost as much as the cowboys loss which i'm not even envisioning in my mind i'm not picturing it i am cleansing that from my thoughts sending nothing but victorious vibrations out into the universe but i don't want to see this come down to a ticky tacky pass interference call at the end of the game that gives dallas a chance to win because that's all we'll hear for the rest of the season is how they, if it worked for the officials, you know, then that, you know, certainly Cowboys fans have been just as guilty of that kind of stuff. But let's face it, the Eagles fans are a little bit more shrill. And we'll just have to, you know, I, 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 what to me a great thing would be for the Cowboys to win by like 10 or 11 points where they held the lead all the way through the fourth quarter so that you can say they were pretty much in control and never. You feel like they need to style point it to prove to, to silence the doubters. I don't know if it will ever silence some of the doubters because there are people that doubt the Cowboys for a living. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
and get yeah. apparently get paid pretty well. Bingo. But I think it will do a lot for the confidence level, not only of the fans, but for the team. Because there's nothing like hanging that skin on the wall in a meaningful game. And this is about as meaningful a game because, I mean, there's a chance that these could have these two teams could have the two best records in the NFC. I mean, that would take some really bad stumbles by the 49ers. But, you know, there's, uh, there's no doubt that right now the four best teams in the NFC are Philadelphia, Dallas, Detroit, and San Francisco. You know, I mean, the NFC South is barely, you know, they may, be, they may put up another eight and nine division champion uh, for the Cowboys to go play as the number five seed that, you know, this is, they are in the, in the NFC, they are the, the top tier. They're in the top tier and whoever loses this game is maybe going to be verging on slipping down just a hair below that tier. So this is a this to me is a game that the Cowboys really need to win from that aspect. Let's talk uh, just a little bit about the matchup itself and the matchups, right? As you said before, this is a game of matchups. DK Metcalf did what he did. It's hard to look on the other side of the line and not think A.J. Brown could do exactly the same. Uh, the combination, in fact, of he and Devonta Smith is almost identical in terms of similarities to what Seattle just brought to the table. We know what the Cowboys have been producing in terms of firepower, right? Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb have been the hottest combination in the NFL over the last two months. Is that individually enough to counterbalance what Philadelphia brings to the table, especially as you mentioned with the return of Dallas Goddard, right? Like we felt good about Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot added back to the 53-man roster, by the way, as just a roster move that's worth noting as we discussed, you know, how much of an impact he'll have, who knows. But, I mean, I'm interested to know kind of how we feel about that. I I guess really where I kind of lean – Slight advantage still, Cowboys, and that's because the Eagles' secondary is atrocious. They are the worst team in the NFL outside of the Arizona Cardinals in terms of allowing teams to convert on third downs. The Cowboys, prior to San Francisco playing that game against the Eagles, were the best team in the NFL in terms of converting on third downs. To me, the potential for the Cowboys to make this a long game and make this a comfortable game is there right in that statistic. They need to make Jake Ferguson a major factor. They need to find Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert and Jalen Brooks in those moments, right? Don't need them a lot, but two or three times a game apiece. And I think the Cowboys will have the advantage here when it comes to firepower, even with – what Philly brings to the table. What do you think? Well, I think that you also have – don't forget Brandon Cooks is in this mix. I, I know you might have just not mentioned him. Yeah, sorry, I did the list. space there on Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah because I, I think – I think because when if you look at the, the top trio, your top two wide receivers and tight end, 
Yeah, this is kind of a pick'em. Uh, and part of it is is the chemistry. Uh, Hertz has good chemistry with his receivers. I think Dal- uh, that Dallas and, and Dak Prescott has a little bit better chemistry. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I think this is going to come down to whether the Cowboys can uh, really analyze what the 49ers did. They took Jalen Hurts out of the running game. They weren't looking to sack him. They were just making sure he couldn't get outside, get loose. Because, frankly, if they can just contain him in the pocket, if he gets out wide, he tends to find receivers. If you can keep him kind of in between the tackles, he is going to wind up you throwing away more often than he would otherwise. It just He just – he has that in common with Dak and the fact that they just seem to throw very well on the move. Uh, and if they can take that away and stifle the running game, uh, you know, then basically we're just hoping that the Cowboys can clean up the errors that happened in the secondary last week. I think that's doable. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, there's a little extra challenge you know goodwill wishes to uh, get well wishes to uh mike mccarthy who went in for emergency appendectomy an emergency appendectomy uh yesterday uh he plans to be back coaching uh on sunday but in the meantime the coordinators who happen to be i think pretty good guys you know to do this are going to be in charge of the practice and the prep uh you know, I'm fairly sure that before he had the appendicitis attack, that McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer had sat down and got together what they want to do for their game plan. And, you know, Dan Quinn handles his defensive game plan uh, with just a little consultation, you know, and nobody can really, there's really nothing anybody can tell Bones Fossil about to do this. But yeah. I think. So that's that's an interesting factor. I you know saw someone make a comment that you know that could be a bigger than we think with uh, McCarthy being kind of you know kind of nicked up you know playing hurt so to speak. Could affect the play I, calling. Like that's a, I mean that's a big aspect of it, right? If Mike McCarthy's not there to call plays, what does yeah. that potentially do? Yeah, I, that. You know, I, I want to see that. I mean, we all know that the Cowboys have understated the severity of player injuries. <laughs> you know, McCarthy's saying he's going to be back, but, you know, he said positive things <laughs> about players. So, you know, <laughs> we've got to figure out, is he is he blowing a little smoke up? You weren't you know where about, about his own ability to go. Having said that with the, you know, the new, you know, small incision surgeries and stuff, uh, they seem to be people seem to be able to recover much faster, and uh, you know having your appendix taken out is is you know they say there's no such thing as routine surgery, but that is as close as it gets nowadays. You know, there's they just they just have that down, and the, the chances of a complication uh, are pretty rare. So you know, I I I hope he's there. If not, we are going to find out some very important things uh, in a hurry uh, about Brian Schottenheimer and whether he can step up and help them. I'm going in for my own physical, Tom, this week for the first time. 
as a 37 year old for the first time in probably like 15 years, maybe since I was in high school that I have, mm-hmm. a, have, I had a physical that I can actually recall. So, uh, hopefully I don't have appendicitis. <laughs> definitely crossing my fingers for that. Yeah. That I'm doesn't, little... that doesn't generally sneak up on you. That's kind of like, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a little perturbed that I set my appointment in the afternoon and then they told me afterwards that I needed to not drink anything or eat anything for 12 hours i thought well if i'd have known that i would have set the appointment for like 10 a.m yeah but all that being said uh that's my little story about what mike mccarthy and i have in common go get yourself checked out though folks i waited too long and oh, that's just a psa too. yeah i i i'll not harp again on my advanced years but i i do an annual wellness check with my primary care physician and I won't even begin to try to list all the other specialists that help for various reasons I see. I'm 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 high maintenance, but well functioning. I'll just put it that way. Everything's still working really well, but there's some doctors that are they're prescribing stuff and, and keeping a lot of lube. things to make sure. Yeah. 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 I get I get I, I don't miss my my uh, ten thousand mile oil change or whatever. Uh, I'm there, I'm there on schedule every time. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good point. It's just an in- interesting factor. It's it's like there's there's always something that seems to come up for the Cowboys, and I have to admit that as far as something coming up, this right now feels like well, this is a pretty manageable one. You know, it's not going to impact the play on the field. Hopefully, you know, I don't know, maybe McCarthy will be in a wheelchair or something, or having to call from up in the booth. But uh, yeah. booth is more likely if he's down, man, if he's down there in a the wheelchair, <laughs> that the comedy of that is uh, is not going to go well. Oh, he's going to he's, you you know he'll have him about a four hundred watt electric chair down there whizzing around. <laughs> I was going to say we got to have him standing, like get him some crutches, get the man like you know a you know a big dumb to lean on or whatever the Cowboys equivalent of big dumb is. Let him stand on the sidelines, and maybe he could start a confrontation or two yeah, with an Eagles player if they run over there. Although they're yeah. not allowed to do that, right? Memo just yeah. came out this week. Yeah, that, that was – I did not quite follow what all happened there. I just like, okay. It's, that's, it's so stupid. It's the, uh, it's I mean, the Eagles. Yeah, it's the culture. He did kind of get slapped <laughs> in the face. God, it was it's so Philly. That's all it is. It's just Philadelphia. It's just in your face. Got to be uh, – got to be aggressive. Got to – you know, be like the club bouncer guy. That's so representative of the entire, like, city of Philadelphia. At least what they portray, right? Don't want to yeah. put a banner on all. There might be plenty I, I, of very nice people up there. But gosh darn it, their fandom sometimes is nauseating. And, and, and let's be perfectly honest in the interest of full disclosure – doesn't the thought of Nick Sirianni and the Eagles fan base getting served a big heaping of humble pie just make your mouth water a little bit? Don't yeah. you want to see them just boning and wailing, rending cloth and dumping ashes on their head? You know, it's just. And I think the potential that the Cowboys players like find a way to take a shot, you know, the Rangers. And the Houston Astros had a big rivalry during the MLB season. And in the Rangers World Series, um, you know, sort of 
like post celebration, Corey Seager, the MVP of the World Series, made it a point to like do something to still make a statement to those in to those in Houston. He basically used a comment that one of the Houston players had made uh, at the time when they won the division at when people were thinking the Rangers could kind of overtake them. I see the same thing coming here that if the Cowboys win, you know, I could see a maybe not a Mike McCarthy in the tunnel scream in celebration of I don't hear any Eagles fans or anything like that, but there will be something Dallas related from the Cowboys players to rub that in. And God, I need to see that. I, yeah, I absolutely I will, need to see it. That's probably the oh, biggest you, motivation, Tom, is I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to hear – I have to hear from them at all for the next several weeks if they mm-hmm. lose this game. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I do. And and you know, after especially after Jake Ferguson did that first down celebration against the Seahawks where he just literally stood up and acted like the, the, the Seahawks player wasn't even there, just yeah. walked right through him. And just, I was like, didn't even look at him. Just made the signal and fly. I thought, to me, that was like, can you bottle some of that, pass it out to the whole locker room? You know, a couple guys don't need it, but just make sure everybody's got a dose of that. Uh, yeah, I. But more to me, that that's just that's just the fun of of a, of a sports rivalry. To me. I think the implications, if the Cowboys can win this game and keep the Eagles well in hand, is what that'll do to the to the psyche, the confidence level of the Eagles. And the flip side is that's why a, a loss for the Cowboys would be so dreadful because now all of a sudden, you know, they're looking ahead. These two teams could wind up on a collision path again. You know, if the Eagles hang on, get the get the number one seed, and the Cowboys are the number five seed, then the Cowboys win their game, and neither Detroit nor San Francisco stumble. That's who the Cowboys play in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. So, the team I think that wins this game, especially if if one of them wins it in a fairly convincing fashion. Ooh, you think we'll have a psychological game. edge in that rematch in the in Man. the rubber game for the series, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see it playing out that way. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself to assume that, you know, all the, you know, all the shock will win in the playoffs. But then again, I mean, as we talk about what a joke the NFC South has been, I mean, it's hard to imagine any other team, the Rams – the Bears, the Vikings, these teams that – well, not the Bears, but the Vikings, you know, the Seahawks, these teams that are in contention for the playoffs in the NFC, it's hard imagining any of them knocking off either the Lions or the Niners. So very plausible yeah. that this game is basically for home field advantage in the divisional round. Yeah, and and don't forget that, you know, both, both the Vikings – and now you know the Packers are are the in the seventh seed, and you know they're yeah, both. I'm sorry, I'm dismissing the Packers now. I'll tell yeah. you, yeah. But they're, they're and they're there are you know there's so many like you said backup quarterbacks. Yeah, wild. They're, 
It's a wild season. Well, look, it doesn't get more wild than Sunday night. We'll have you ready on the YouTube channel. Pre-game show starts one hour before kickoff. We'll have the halftime show and post-game going basically as long as you want to take it. So make sure you join our man, RJ Ochoa, who will be hosting the pre and post there on the YouTube channel. For Tom, I'm Roy. You guys stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we'll see you next Thursday. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.